to make this morning, a very important announcement. Congratulations to one John King for his graduating from Cleary University this past weekend. Got your, <laughs> you even got a Gigo sticker yeah, on sure there. Yeah, I did. Uh, can you, you hat over headphones? It's not a little, exactly little difficult, but yeah, yeah got look at that. There, there. You know, it's kind of like Thank Rodney you. Dangerfield going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a hot Shakespeare for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, what'd you get your degree in again? Poetry? Some crap, I don't know. Right. Do, oh, uh, do you so move it over that culture, way? Culture change and leadership. Ah, making milk. No, it's, you start on the right, yes. and then at the end of the yeah. ceremony, once you graduate, you flip, flip it, it to the to left. That. There you go. You right. went from right. Then we all throw our caps in the air like Mary Tyler Moore. The, like no, you don't, just actually. don't care. Actually, don't. Actually, when I graduated high school, <laughs> I threw my tassel. hat in the air. Tassel just hit me in the <laughs> eye. We're going to have to sue the tassel making <laughs> company. <laughs> okay. Yes. Anyway. So yeah, when 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 I graduated high school, mine went up in the air, and I didn't. I it's probably still laying in. Well, not laying in the football field no, this no, many years later, but it's uh, it's long gone. Yeah. Didn't go back for that thing. Right. So. Uh, but it's a nice hat. Oh, thank you. Did you get a free bowl of soup with that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That would have been great. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yes. We're all proud of you. Well, the sure. family there. Did did anybody write checks like on your No, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't get. Uh, I, well, no, that's not true. I, I did get some gifts, but it was very nice. That's very nice. Yeah. But uh, I now want to be called uh, Professor Grandmaster Flash King. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, because I got my master, so Grandmaster Ooh, Flash. Grandmaster King. Flash. Yeah. Yes, Master. No, just just Grandmaster. Grandmaster Flash. Master Flash. <laughs> okay. I'll, let me write that down. Okay. So I don't forget because it's a rather long title. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> so Dipsy Doodle King, no more Grandmaster. No, 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 Flash. no Dipsy Doodle okay. anymore. <laughs> I mean, not to my face at least. I'm sure behind my back. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Just, just like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you going to wear that the whole show? Yeah, why not? All right. You don't think? That, that looks good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the robe? Uh, it's over there. You want me to wear the robe too? What? No, you don't no, have to wear the robe. The robe is ridiculous. <laughs> By the See, way, the robe is ridiculous. What, it's... what did you wear underneath the robe? Clothing. Well, I didn't go I commando. Mean, I mean, no, I mean, well, you could have wore a pair of shorts. Well, I mean, many nice people wore there. suits and ties, which, yeah. you know, very, and I'm like, I'm not a very formal guy. Hello, and, uh, and uh, so I just went and wore a nice polo and you know ripped up t-shirt and yeah. jeans. Wore my who farted t-shirt and flip flops. <laughs> Pull my fingers, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so if you just wore flip flops and a pair of boxer shorts, that would have been good. right. Right. Let the air flow. 
<laughs> it was it was a breezy morning. Oh, it, sure it was, was nice, but it was, it was, yeah, it was a little on the cool yeah. side. Okay. Congratulations! No, thank you. We're proud of you here on Mike oh, and John. Got I'm it going on. Sure, you I are. I think the Cougar and Kitty and Cougar. I think they're probably singing a song for you. Yeah. If, I, if I am not mistaken, yeah, they are. I think another person was singing a song for you, too, weren't they? Yeah, they, they did. All right. Well, that's nice. Hey, I want to congratulate... Uh, Kimberly Ann. Oh, you're okay, Kimberly Ann. Yes, I thought you were talking about our big giveaway no, on Friday big, for yeah. Mother's Day. I'm well, sorry. that was... Yeah, Kimberly Ann yeah. was the big winner with Kimberly, Kimberly Ann. Kimberly. Right. So, congratulations to her. Now, uh, now i got to find the other winner. Brought the, the new... Uh, and then you had a trivia last night, which yeah, many people jumped on, even though... We're not giving away anything as part of trivia now. Bragging rights is what we're bragging giving away. rights is what we're giving away. All You're right. right. I forgot about the bragging rights. Did you know the answer to the trivia? I question? did not because you didn't tell me. <laughs> I know <laughs> you don't tell me anything anymore. I, you know I didn't want to overload you with information right. because right. you know you're, it was a very busy so weekend. I after you become Grandmaster Flash Grandmaster King, Grandmaster Flash King, uh, Pamela Piles Libto okay. was the winner. So what was the question again? 15% of people surveyed said this is the first thing they would do if they became the boss. Yeah. The answer? Go on vacation. <laughs> and people be like, oh my God, they are. That's management <laughs> material that's right management there. Clearly this person, I'm the boss handle thing. Well, this person knows what they're yeah. doing. They, they're acting but just like a boss. A couple people. <laughs> fire the boss. Well, yeah. if you're the boss, you'd be firing yourself. Right. Uh, fire someone. Fire everyone. With a couple of... <laughs> You're all fire! <laughs> Quit. <Yeah. laughs> all right, I made it to the top. I'm done here. So thanks to everybody that yeah. uh, that answered. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll try and keep the trivia questions coming just to uh, yeah, to give you stuff to think about. People uh, enjoy it. In the meantime, we've got Gigo News brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. All right, now this has to come off. This is... Sorry. Now it's like naked the... news. <laughs> 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 Cover head. that up, yeah, will you? All, All right. right. Here's what's going on. As ordered by a local judge, the Livingston County Election Commission approved petition language for Brighton Area Schools trustee John Conley. The commission on Friday complied with an earlier order from Judge Matthew McGivney, who remanded the petition seeking Conley's removal from office back to the commission and ordered it to certify it. With the official approval, petition organizer Sarah Cross said efforts are now underway to collect signatures that will remove both Conley and fellow trustee Bill Trombley, whose recall language was already certified. The petition seeking Conley's ouster is based on his language in an email to a former district employee in which he compared a proposed mask mandate to the regime of Adolf Hitler. Trombley's petition alleges he failed to read the board packet prior to the September 27th meeting. Cross says she and other supporters have 60 days from Friday to collect the 5,500 signatures that are needed and then submit them to the Election Commission. A team of assessors from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police will be in Howell next month to examine all aspects of the Livingston County Sheriff's Office, policies and procedures, as well as management, operations, and support services. Sheriff Mike Murphy said the verification by the team that the Sheriff's Office meets the Michigan Law Enforcement Accreditation Commission's best practice standards is part of a voluntary process to achieve accreditation. As part of the final on-site assessment, which will take place June 6th, employees and members of the general public are invited to provide comments to the assessment team. They can do so by telephone or email. The Livingston County Sheriff's Office has to comply with 105 standards in order to achieve accredited status. You'll find details on how to provide comments on MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. A Livingston County teen was among several Michigan high school students to receive a college scholarship award for their commitment to community. 17-year-old Abby 
Bobby Thomas of Fowlerville, along with Schlock Patel of Rockwood and Sonia Gupta of Rochester Hills, received $5,000 scholarships last week from Community Choice Credit Union for their contributions during the pandemic. Thomas was a high school sophomore when the COVID-19 pandemic shutdown kept her from adequately completing her driver's education training. With so few cars on the road and few places to go, Thomas had to find a way to get in the required number of hours on the road. She solved that dilemma by volunteering at The Torch, the nonprofit organization in Fowlerville that provides food to people in need. She made deliveries with her mother around the Livingston County area. Thomas, a Fowlerville High School senior who plans to study criminal justice at Spring Arbor University, said being able to drive on free ways and back roads, gaining the necessary driving experience while simultaneously helping those in need was a perfect solution. Rhonda Callahan, co-founder of The Torch, told Gigo News that the service Abby and her mother provided made a real difference in such a tough time. And that's what's going on. News has been brought to you by our friends at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Matter of fact, uh, after the big giveaway on on, uh, Friday, I had a uh, conversation with Barb Binkley. And they would like to do something special for summer with us. Details are coming soon. But if you're in the market for jewelry, Cooper and Binkley Jewelers can take care of you. Commitment to customer service, community involvement, honesty, professionalism, and of course, exquisite merchandise. Whether it's something custom or something special from Simon G. Or Zagani, much like the uh, the necklace we gave away on Saturday for Mom's Day. Or on uh, Friday for Mother's Day. Cooper and Binkley Jewelers, Main Street. In downtown Brighton, stop and see them today or check out their website, cooperandbinkleyjewelers.com. All right, excellent. All right, we are going to be uh, for our community spotlight uh, today, by the way, which is brought to you by our good friend, you know him, Jerry, Jordan, uh, Jordan, Jordan Genso. Genso. Or, Jerry, or Jerry Genso. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. Jerry's a long-lost cousin yeah, well, of the Jerry. Genso family. <laughs> no, one, no one wants to hang with Jerry. <laughs> uh, of course, Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. As a community-focused real estate agent, he is once again spending the month of May doing what he has dubbed Main Street May, where each day he'll be using his Facebook page to highlight a different business on Main Street in Brighton, encouraging everyone to take a moment each day to support the businesses that build our community. People who interact with his posts will have a chance to win a $10 gift card to that business. And, of course, just you can find his page at Jordan Genso Community servant community realtor for your chance to win the gift card and uh, today we're going to be talking with the Howell librarian Holly Ward Lamb they've got an event coming up here and uh, I know know how to operate the phone (laughs) well good morning morning, Holly hey how are you guys We're doing well. Yeah, it's Mike and John from Mike and John Got It Going On. And uh, you've got something going on at the Howell Carnegie Library coming up uh, May 15th or May 18th. Let's talk about that. That is awesome. Thank you for talking to me this morning, guys. I really appreciate it. Of course. We we have a program coming up on Michigan's Clean Slate Laws explained how how to clear your criminal record. Now, this is based on some legislation that went through uh, Lansing uh, back in 2020. Uh, basically, a, a group of bills called the Clean Slate Package, where uh, residents for certain criminal convictions could have those removed from their record after a period of time under certain circumstances. Yes, that is correct. That is my understanding of all of this, but I am not a trained lawyer. Oh, you're not? Because I had some tickets I was hoping you could fix <laughs> Well, yeah, that was the me. thing. It's like, how how bad, uh, I guess, how how far can it be where it could actually be cleared from your record as far as uh, the, 
the the worstness of the crime. I guess I, I'm looking for the right words on this, but you know how the bad severity. can the crime? Yeah, let's, severity. That's let's say severity. Yeah, she's a librarian. Yeah, she is. Dig deep. Yeah. So, uh, based on my reading alone, um, there are certain things that you cannot have cleared, and those tend to be violent or right. related to children. Um, but based on the changes in the law, you can have. I think it's up to two felonies. No, now it's up to three felony convictions and an unlimited number of misdemeanors cleared. There apparently are some time or waiting periods between um, when the crime was committed and then any um, penalties related to it, um, you know, before you can actually have them expunged from your record. So the most interesting thing I found in my reading is, now I have to find it again, I have all these little notes here to remind me, um, relates to marijuana convictions. Right, yeah. Yeah, and apparently there's no limits on how many of those you can have cleared. Well, I imagine with well, the change in the law, exactly. I, can, I can understand how that how that would be something. Yeah, we, well, that now that the law has changed or the laws have changed a few years ago, that I, I can understand that being expunged. But but um, you can imagine someone that previously would have been convicted on a felony on, say, a marijuana possession, uh, you know, charge or something like that. Because when you have a felony on your record, I mean, this prevents you from getting credit, from getting a job, from housing. And so in the sense that the laws have changed, uh, you know, the expungement process does allow folks to sort of uh, be able to, because I guess, you know, w when you think about it, uh, people have uh, presumably have paid their, their price to society for whatever criminal thing that they've done. Um, they shouldn't have to keep paying for it for the rest of their life uh, necessarily. Yeah. And that this is a way that we can hopefully reintegrate people back in because you want people to be able to get a job and earn credit and get housing so that they can resume their life and not have to fall back, uh, presumably into, you know, what could be a criminal, you know, behavior. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the whole idea that they've paid their debt and, you know, allow them to move on and, you know, establish a life and be, productive members of society, for lack of a better way of saying it. Um, and one of the other things that I did not make the connection before was, if you've got some of these um, past convictions on your record, it's really hard to get a professional license. So, you know, like like we said, you, you served your time, um, you paid your debt to society, you've gone on, you've gotten education, you're ready to move up in your career path, and these are things that can hold people back. And uh, so the event coming up again called Michigan's Clean Slate Laws Explain How to Clear Your Criminal Record at the Hal Carnegie District Library, May 18th from uh, 6 till 7. You've got a, a local attorney that's helping to walk people through this. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bill Livingston, who's with the Livingston Law Firm, and he's also the vice president of the Livingston County Bar Association, um, is going to come and explain this, explain the process, and hopefully give people some information to start the process and get some of these things removed from their criminal record. Have you have you had any uh, inquiries uh, regarding coming to this? I'm just kind of curious as to what kind of crowd you're expecting. Um, we never know what kind of crowd yeah. we're going to expect. We're hoping for a good one for him, though. 
um, had a couple questions about whether or not it would be live streamed as well. And yes, it will. The plan is if you can't make it in person, you will be able to view the program. We'll live stream it um, on our YouTube channel. And that information, how to find the link, will be available um, on the library's website www.howalibrary.org um, on the calendar under the listing for this specific program. So two options, come in person or watch watch it live. And if you can't come in person or watch it live, you can also watch the recording after the fact. All right. Well, that's a great part of the service that uh, the Howell Library provides, you know, putting on these various uh, events uh, for, you know, public information and, and providing people, you know, the knowledge about different, you know, procedures. Uh, one of the great things that you do there, and I, there's no registration required for this event if you are coming in person. Correct. Correct. Um, seating starts 15 minutes before, so show up between, you know, 5.45 and 6 on Wednesday, May 18th in person, and we'll get you a seat and we'll get you some information. All right. That How sounds, yeah, sounds, uh, sounds very good. And before we let you go, uh, anything else? How's everything else going at the library? Things are going really good. You know, we're figuring out what life is going to look like as we're moving, hopefully, to the tail end of this pandemic. And people are coming back. We're still doing the curbside pickup, which people love. I don't see that going away anytime soon. And we're getting geared up for, you know, another summer of programs. All right. Well, keep us posted on the things coming, Howie. We appreciate you joining us this morning. And uh, again, that's May 18th at the Howell Carnegie District Library down in uh, Howell. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. All right. You too. All right. Yeah. Interesting stuff. And the cool part is you can watch it virtually or uh, see the recorded version afterward, which is really great because you never know. Somebody may not have have caught the info early on and this way we can well and it's interesting that she touched upon the idea that like the curbside pickup and she said that's something they had to do during the pandemic obviously but the public has embraced it some so it's that's something that's going to stay and i think it's interesting how you see these different businesses or organizations that have adopted these things because of the pandemic but the public has said you know what i like this and so uh live streaming meetings uh, or events like that. That's another thing, I think, for, for convenience sake. And I find it interesting how many uh, governmental units, I mean, there were some that were kind of on top of even before the pandemic that were regularly streaming and, you know, uh, putting their information, either recording it, putting it online or streaming it or, or whatever it was. And then there were others that were just, they pretended it was 1972. Like, I have a camera, I don't know what that is. I kind of like 1972. Well, yeah. Um, (laughs) I was six. It was an easier time. This is true. (laughs) This is true. Um, You were eight. You would have probably been bullying me. But anyway. uh, (laughs) You would have been picked last for my kickball team. Sure. But is that bullying? I don't know. It's just. Right. Picking my friends first. Anyway. So I just, I I, I, I would like to see more. Uh, municipalities or units of government kind of step up and do things like what the library is doing, which is why not make it more accessible? Make it, it easier. Sh- it should be more accessible, like not less accessible. But Can yeah. I just check out the book and have it delivered? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you probably, you probably could do that. Yeah. Be, so, you know, uh, what would you call that? Your bookies arrived? Um, like kind of booker? Booker. Like a, a yeah, Uber? booker. Like, a, like Uber? not Uber, but yeah, booker. 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 Well, <laughs> Richard Geiger was looking for something to do. <laughs> We're brought to you by our friends at Firehouse Doors in Livingston County, serving residents for the past 24 years. 
family owned and operated, striving to treat each customer like family. Firehouse Doors, a veteran owned business. Mike served in the United States Air Force, was deployed for Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm. It's been a big part of the uh, Mike and John podcast here, or should I say, Mike and Grandmaster Flash King podcast. That's a lot to put on the sticker. Firehouse Doors, your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs for the past 21 years. Yeah. Get that straight. Firehouse Doors has been Livingston County's only authorized dealer for CHI overhead doors. Call today, 810-599-7480. And every week, we draw a winner for preventative maintenance inspection for your garage door and opener. That includes a 12-point inspection and up to two garage doors and openers. <laughs> Each one of those winners, yeah. by the way. It's going to be getting the 10%er card. That's right. 10%er card. 10%er. 10%er here. Yeah. <laughs> did you get a card? Yeah. Huh? You get your card? I did not. Well, I'm not a winner. I mean, you He know. said it. Yeah. If you're not a winner, what are you? Neither are you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in a basement with me. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hardly qualifies. I'm an assistant non-winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. like they call them on Jeopardy, or Alex <laughs> Trebek used to. Anyway, we're celebrating National Teachers Month with Howell uh, Education Association. Right, well, National Teacher Appreciation Week was last week, of Well, course. it's the month, though. Yeah. Well, it's the the Appreciation month. Week was last month, yeah. or last week. It was last week, but it's a, it's a month thing. Well, the Howell last Education week. Association is celebrating it all month. It's National Teacher Appreciation Month. Don't argue with me. Okay. I officially made it. I'm going to check. See? <laughs> there we go. No, no, no. Are you going to check that out on me? Pleasure. Go ahead, check it out. Yeah, check it out so, now. Check it out. Come on, Grandmaster Flash. Well, why don't you tell them about the Hell Education Association <laughs> while you're while checking Grand it out? Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. <laughs> We're promoting and celebrating the excellence in the teaching profession with the Hell Education Association, expanding on National Teacher Appreciation Week, which of course it's month now, and highlighting and celebrating excellence in local teaching for the whole month of May. Yes. Did we get approval yet? Just checking. These teachers are being uh, spotlighted this month. <laughs> They've been nominated by their HEA colleagues as examples of teaching excellence. Right. Was I right? I don't know. You gave up. My computer broke. <laughs> it broke. The dog ate it. I don't know what happened. Who's our teacher? Brian Reardon is our yeah. teacher today. Yes. Brian is a uh, Spanish teacher at Howell High School. He's also the quiz bowl coach. Ooh, so we'll be talking to Brian. Maybe give us a quiz. We'll see. You know, we'll see. He'd be like Uncle Uncle Bill. Um, sorry, it's Ola, Brian. Ola. Ola. Yes. <laughs> Brian Reardon, our teacher. Of course, I say that because he's a Spanish teacher at Howell High School. Also the Quiz Bowl master, <laughs> or coach. So I've been told. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on your peers nominating you to be in the spotlight with us today. I'm Mike and John. Got it going on. Yeah, it's great. Thank you so much. So the Quiz Bowl team, the varsity team this year, placed seventh in the state, and uh, the team MVP was 11th overall in the state of Michigan. So uh, some great acknowledgement there. Yeah, it was a really great season for us. Um, We went in and were able to uh, win the KLAA championship um, in really pretty kind of dramatic fashion, having to win all three games at the final meet, which we did, and that – propelled us to the state and we had a great day there playing against some really good teams so explain a little bit for those who may not know about quiz bowl how does that all work so i've always just to kind of explain it as it's like team jeopardy um basically the way most games work is that they start off what they call a toss-up question and that's open to both sides that's when we use the buzzers first team to ring in with the correct answer one guess per side um, gets a shot at a three-part bonus 
and that's just for usually just for the team that gets the question right. And on those bonus questions, the team can confer with each other and then give an answer through the captain. And we keep score, and uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of uh, exciting times with trivia. So, yeah, and it's trivia, but, I mean, like, are there different – I mean, how do you pick the subjects? How do you pick the questions? How do those – how are those de- derived? So the, the company through which we purchase our questions really does a nice way job of balancing the topics. So you'll have a lot of things that kids will cover in school, science, math. Um, you'll have history, of course. And then there's some of the things that aren't usually covered in most traditional classes, like uh, like literature, knowing artists or books and their authors, artists and their works, musicians and the composers and whatnot, and even some pop culture. So you might have a question about Haydn, one question, and about Jay Z, the next question. You never know what's going to be coming. Well, that sounds. I, no one ever asked me any Jay Z questions when I was in high school. Well, Jay Z wasn't even born. That's, that's besides the point. <laughs> I've only heard of him. I'm not super familiar. Right. You're more familiar with Nelly and Drake. We understand. Yeah, All right. More your speed, right? We understand. Uh, also, now being the uh, the Spanish teacher at Howell High School, um, you know, when students, I know that my Spanish career. As we, as we put it, I uh, you know I, I can you know I can count to ten. I think I can still do the alphabet, and I think I know you know the name for a pencil in the library, El Biblioteca, and um, so uh, Sierra La Boca. Kid. But but you know with all the different um, with all the different uh, 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 you know aids that are out there now to help people with language stuff, you know uh, the different uh, apps that are out there and things like that that, that kids can use. Um, yeah, I just, it seems like it's never been, uh, I don't want to say easier, but more accessible for people to learn another language like Spanish or, or another language. Do you use any of those things in your, you know, uh, in your class, in your curriculum? Not a whole lot. Um, our department, uh, just a few years ago started moving towards kind of a more natural approach of, uh, teaching the language, where we acquire the language more through stories and through songs and through um, you really just kind of digging into uh, material that the kids can, I can make uh, comprehensible for the kids to understand and start to really build a language system uh, in their brain as opposed to like just memorizing vocab lists and verb conjugations and things like that. Um, so really, we're kind of using the language on a daily basis, even from the very first year. When the kids walk in, they're hearing Spanish most of the time. They're able to understand it because we have our tricks, our little bag of tricks that we do to help the kids understand it. And um, it's it's a much more relaxed and I think it's a lot more fun way of learning the language. And it's more sustainable because you know kids go, well, I'm not really speaking Spanish after two years. I'm like, well, it's not two years. You're not a, like a two-year-old, you know. A two-year-old probably has 4,000 hours of language, you know, if they're learning it growing up. Um, you have like Maybe two hundred, if you're lucky. Right, you're so, talking like five uh, hours a week at, at most, yeah, right? So exactly. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's a process, but we really see the kids develop and, and able to use the language uh, pretty much on a regular basis. So moving away from oh, I'm sorry, but moving away from rote memory into more practical usage and just immersion. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of repetition with things so that it kind of digs into their brain, as opposed to just being like, oh, I memorized it for a quiz. 
and off gets off into the you know the ether right <laughs> exactly. my mind. so uh, i'm kind of curious uh, back when i was in high school so long ago uh we had the choices for language you could take either spanish french and i think there may have been a german option as well is uh, where, where are we at with the uh, schools these days is that pretty similar in Howell, it is. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same in Howell. I mean, there's other places that you know have added other languages in, but yeah, those are the three we're sticking with. And and is Spanish the most popular, Brian? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I I thought no, Spanish would be the easier one to learn, actually. But yeah, I mean, we definitely have like the highest number of students enrolled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the definitely that you know the other programs are doing well. Is, is part of that as well. Now, Spanish, that's one of the Romance languages, isn't it? No, French is more. Correct. Yeah, no, is it's, it? yeah, yeah. Spanish is? Not correct. just French. Yeah. Listen oh, to you. Pepe Le Pew over here. So I guess, if you don't mind, I, I know we're kind of taking off into left field, but like, explain what the Romance languages are or why they're termed that. Do you, why, why is it that they're called that? I, my understanding is, and, and I'm going to probably be wrong on this, but I think it goes back to the the, Rome, the word Rome, because these are all Latin-based languages. That's so, as good an answer as know, I would have expected. Have, I, you, have you ever wondered yeah. why, like, uh, for example, in the Spanish language, you have your male and female uh, words, and here in the English language, we don't? You know, like yeah. El Baño, La Baña, that kind of thing. I mean, why would... Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, my, my I'm very romantic. That goes back to the Latin, and they had their little, you know, very organized language, and they even had a gender called neuter, which always gets the kids' jaws to drop when I talk about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> the neuter part. Well, what, what's a neuter word in, in Spanish? I mean, because I'm, I'm looking at, like, you know, the male and female, you know, the feminine and, and uh, male version of words. Yeah, that, that tends to be more like... Um, like thoughts, like okay. oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Um, you know, we're not talking about like the cup or the okay, man right. or the woman or whatever. It's, it's like oh, that idea is good. That would be yeah. something neuter in uh, Spanish. So something that's not tangible, but more of like a concept. Yeah, correct. Okay, conceptual. Hey, learning already. Good thing to see. <laughs> well, you know, they don't call me John Master King Flash for, for nothing. Uh, El Kingo. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know, Brian, but I graduated over the weekend and got my master's degree. I. Oh, well, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We're all impressed. Yes, thank you. Especially me. Uh, so, well, please, please, you're embarrassing me, Brian. Don't don't bring that up again. Stop all those accolades. Come on, stop it now. You didn't have to bring it up like that. It's really embarrassing. Brian, how did you get into teaching Spanish? I mean, is that when, you, when you decided to be a teacher, was that what you decided to do? Or was that or did it just kind of fall in your lap that way? It, it did kind of fall in my lap. I, I remember back when I was in eighth grade, I, I went to Heartland schools. Um, some of the kids from the high school came over and, and taught us some Spanish. And it just hit me like, this is kind of cool. I can say things, you know, in another language and people are going to understand it. And, and know, some it just, won't. It really stuck to me right then and there. And I, I knew no matter what I was going to do when I left high school that Spanish was going to be a part of it. Oh, very cool. Um, and I originally thought that maybe I was going to go into law. And my kids, all my students here, always laugh. They just crack up when they hear it because I don't think my personality really lends itself to be a lawyer. Um, oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Here's what we'll have you do, Brian. We'll we'll see if this is, holds true. Okay. okay. All you have to do in Spanish is say you can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, you can't handle 
issue. Though that's funny because that, that's a kind of idiomatic. So give me a second here. Yeah. Boy, right on the you got to do a little translation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have all my students listening and going, "Boy, oh boy, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about." Because he teaches AP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, like uh, you could say like. Let me, I'm gonna, let me get this right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm That's all right. Here. You got to let it process through, find the words. I do. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm sitting here Googling. No. <laughs> <laughs> what's, um, what's that, what's that service right. you can use where you can, like, books on tape while you're listening? <laughs> Google, help me now. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you, I guess you can't handle this too You say, tu no puedes guardar la verdad, or, uh, yeah, that would work. We'll take your word for that. Oh, yeah, that was perfect, Teach. You know, here's the thing, Brian, you could have just been like, blah, 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 blah. We've been like, yep, that's it. <laughs> you nailed it. They did. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you, Brian. We appreciate you taking time out of your day with us this morning here. Mike and John got it going on. And congratulations once again by being nominated by your, uh, your fellow teachers. Thank you so much, and again, John, congratulations. Well, That's great. Thank uh, do, you. We, do we refer to you now as Master? Uh, it's uh, it's Grandmaster King. Yeah. Grandmaster okay. King. Yeah. Grande uh, Master. Yeah, that's a good rap name too. I like. That's that. well, kind of you know. That's yeah. where you know. Yeah. That's what he does on the side. That's what I. That's another one of my side gigs. <laughs> he's not here. He's out oh, yeah. rapping. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. You know, maybe he can do a Spanish rap from one of your classes one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian Reardon, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. All right. We'll be uh, highlighting another teacher tomorrow here on Mike and John. Got it going on. We'll get to our two-cent history lesson right. in just a couple minutes. Hey, I don't know if you saw over the weekend, we uh, posted that uh, uh, Roman's Pool Supplies, our latest sponsor here on Mike and John Got It Going On, uh, joining the Gigo family of sponsors. Yeah. We, so, they opened my pool last week, and John's is open now. Matter yeah. of fact, Grandmaster's going to go do a cannonball right well, now. Well, <laughs> cannonball! Think, uh, is the heat on? It is not. It's <laughs> as cold as cold can yeah, be. I've been sp- spending the last couple of days removing the worms. You know uh, about it's this. It's always the fun part. Yeah, it's like, what the what? All right, that's a whole different yes. story. But, yes, uh, it is. Uh, anyway, we're we, excited yeah, you're going to be joining us. So, as, uh, yeah, starting next week, so uh, we appreciate that. And... Um, what else did you? Yeah, I, you know, I did my thing over the weekend. What did you do? What did I do? Yeah, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? I watched from afar as you <laughs> did, graduated. Did, did you get a degree? <laughs> I said, He's graduating. Oh, honey. Oh, our uh, little Johnny's growing up. <laughs> let's see. Oh, I tried out my new battery-powered lawnmower. Oh. And this one- <laughs> Okay, I'm interested to hear <laughs> you this. You know, because it's, it's a whole, I mean, it's it's a different experience, but it's still cutting the so grass. So it's, it's like a plug-in charge? No, no, it's a big battery. You really? charge the battery, put the battery okay. in, All right. boom, you go. Okay. So naturally, I did what every guy does, is you really don't read the instructions. Oh, no. So How hard can it be? I charge, <laughs> I charge up the battery, <laughs> did my weed whacking and everything else. I come back and, okay, the battery's charged. I'm ready to go. Okay, cool. Let's do this. So, you know, this time of year, because it's the first cutting, you have certain areas where the grass is this long and other areas where right. it's like that or dirt. So I go, okay, we'll just hit this main flat area here so I can learn how to use this thing. I get, press the start button, grab the, the go, and it kicks right in. It's real quiet, too. So I'm, I'm going, and this thing is hauling. I'm like almost running behind the lawnmower. So it has like an automatic drive? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. yeah it was a, right. it's self-propelled kind of right, thing. Right, right. And about 
three or four cuts in, I realized, oh, there's a little lever here. <laughs> you can control the speed. So it doesn't look, it looks oh. like I'm sprint cutting. <laughs> Jane, stop this crazy thing. Had I read the instructions, I might have known that. No, no, no. Silly me. You learned by doing. Yeah. And that's curious. the most important way. Yeah. Like when we were talking to Brian, the high school teacher, he said they immerse their students right. in the language. You immersed yourself in how to operate this electric <laughs> mower. This but, is how it's done, people. But that sprint mowing would have been hilarious on YouTube. Look at Mike running behind his lawnmower. So, yeah, that was, okay. it was fun. So, yeah, yeah cut the lawn, wash cars, clean the pool, socks like, of Romans. It was a great like, weekend yeah, weather-wise. It really so was. We had to so, enjoy that. So cool that way. So. All right, we want to thank our friends at uh, Murphy's Family Auto. Of course, uh, you can call them, uh, get your car ready for the summer travel season, 517-552-3040. They're open Saturdays 8 to 1 to uh, uh, be more convenient for you. And if you tell them Mike and John sent you, you'll save 5% off your bill. That's Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. Murphysfamilyauto.com. All right, now, as you know, we've been talking about the uh, Mike and John merch store on yes. our website, Mike and John podcast.com. Yes. Great news. Yes. We awesome. raised... Uh, uh, we're giving 100% of the proceeds that would have went to us. We're giving that to the charity of the month. Last month it was Torch 180. For the month of May, we're helping out our friend Steve Moore. Absolutely. And uh, so we want to make sure that if you uh, purchase anything in the merch store for the month of May, all those proceeds will go to help Steve, who's battling pancreatic cancer. Of course, Steve, a health firefighter and a great friend of the show. And uh, so we want to support him and his efforts. And uh, also highlight, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, just highlight the fact that, uh, you know, for firefighters especially, uh, the profession, dangerous enough to, without, you know, goes without saying it's a dangerous profession. Uh, one of the uh, unheralded uh, dangers is of these cancers when you are on fire scenes and, you know, there are these combustible materials releasing these toxins into the air. Over time, being at these different fire scenes over time, this really becomes a, a real hazard for firefighters um, and something that uh, does need more study and uh, more protection. Uh, and uh, so we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we highlight uh, his fight against pancreatic cancer. He's had cancer. a hell of a battle yeah. over the past uh, couple of months here. So uh, we want to help out, Steve. So if you buy some of our merch, whatever it is, whether it's a, a mug, travel mug, T-shirt, hoodie, V-neck, you can help out uh, Steve by by buying one of our our uh, products, yeah. and we will make sure the money gets to uh, his recovery fund. Right, you get some good Gigo gear, and you're helping out Steve as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we do that, and then to touch upon what I was just saying about firefighters, uh, you know, there's another event coming up this Saturday. It's a spaghetti dinner at the Putnam Township Hall, Chief Ambergy. Right, and that's going to be uh, assisting retired Fire Chief Greg Ambergy. He is uh, fighting esophageal cancer. Uh, so again, just sort of highlighting some of the um, you know the, the hidden dangers uh, being in the fire service. So we salute the men and women uh, who are in the fire service, have been in the fire service, um, and uh, we want to help out them. So again, that spaghetti dinner fundraiser coming up uh, this Saturday from five thirty till eight at the Putnam Township Hall. All right, our two cent history lesson for today. Today is, by the way, Lost Sock Memorial Day. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, I remember that sock. Yeah. Mm. Well, you got the other one sitting around. That was my favorite sock. Yeah. It didn't have any holes in it. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Moscato Day. Moscato. Wine. Yeah. Originating from my wife Northwest Moscato. Italy. Because it's sweet. It is. It has a nice sweetness. Like my lightness wife. Lightness and affordability. Hmm. Well, it's cheap, cheap sweet wine. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Like my wife. Oh. 
<laughs> Wouldn't want to be you after the show. Mother's Day's over. <laughs> uh, hey, 1754 on this date, the first newspaper cartoon in America ran. A jab at the government's pressure on territories to join the Union. It was feat- uh, featured a divided snake with the words, join or die. Mm. 1754. Yes, Political humor. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yes. British inventor Joseph Brahm patented... The beer pump handle on this day in 1785. Okay. So. The kegger. You think, it was, you think it was the, the uh, tap? The beer keg handle. The beer the, pump handle. You know, if it was the uh, pump. Oh, yeah. It might have been the one where yeah. you had your Oli ball. Right. <laughs> I do remember the Oli <laughs> had that little plastic cord on you know, it. Here's you know. the thing, though. And this is <laughs> more about my uh, experiences. <laughs> of, you know, I, I can't think of an Oli ball without being out. Grand in, party. Without, in oh, yeah. Place. Party. He's having an Oli ball. It was always in a field. Yeah. <laughs> So it was in a field or a patch of woods somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, where it's the only time I think I ever accessed an Oli ball. Had to be in the middle of a woods. <laughs> do, do they even make those anymore? I don't, I don't think so. That was more of an 80s Is Olympia thing. beer even yeah, around I anymore? Know. I don't know. 1899 on this day. And yeah, we should have an Oli party. <laughs> Olympia beer wasn't very good, but they had the no, Oli ball. but they had the ball. The plastic keg. 1899. My, how far we've come. The push lawnmower was patented on this day. Hey, you the have an electric lawnmower. mower. I have, yeah, that I spent Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Buddy of mine actually had one of those old push, you know, with the rotary blades. Push lawnmower. And I was like, you know, they make them now where you can bolster. <laughs> 1944, the world's first iBank opened. In New York. An iBank? An iBank. Huh. <laughs> you looking at only I am. I think they still have them. Well, but anyway, okay. yeah, the the first iBank opened on the stand, 1944. In case, you know, you lost an eye, you knew where you could go. The FDA approved the birth control pill on this day in 1960. <gasps> Setting the stage for the unbridled promiscuity the 1960s, the sexual revolutions. Or allowing women to control their bodies. But thank God that's not an issue these days. Gotta put it that way. (laughs) Oh, she's on the pill. (laughs) 1962, a laser beam was successfully bounced off the moon for the first time. Look out. It's kind of like a laser pen. Cats, cats everywhere were going nuts. You know there were nerds at NASA going, okay, we're going to watch me bounce this off the moon. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Oh, yeah? Well, I'll bounce something else. 1974. Off your head, nerd. Bruce Springsteen played at Boston's Harvard Square Theater, inspiring Rolling Stone critic John Lando to write, I've seen rock and roll's future, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Therefore, the boss. He was the boss. And finally, it was on the stand. 19, I don't know. Wait, I got more. 1980. No, I don't. Come on. You got it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, nope. This is it. 1988. Prince's 10th album, Love Sexy, was released. Some stores refused to sell it due to its nude portrait what? on the cover. What? It's called Love Sexy. Imagine Prince well, wait, doing something who, who racy. Was, who was nude? It wasn't Prince, was it? Love Sexy? Yeah. I don't know. Are <laughs> you still looking at kegs? <laughs> now he's on the coffee yeah. pods. Well, no, no, no. These are kegs. It's That's not the Oli Ball. No, no, but they don't have those anymore. Oh, wow. They have square ones. If you've though. got an old Oli Ball, you've yeah. got something. Yeah. You've got a piece what of was history. Called? Love Sexy? Love Sexy, 1988. Love sexy, I think it was the uh, one with Hot Thang on it, if I remember right. 
take a look at the cover here. No, oh, it was yeah. him. Then. Yeah, it was him. No, we, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't have bought no, that one okay. anyway. I thought it was, you know, if it was going to be Apollonia or something, I'm like, well. No, it was Prince. It yes. was, it was it, Prince, yeah. I mean, he's nude, but it's not like Well, he's covering seeing, up. I mean, he's not, not seeing his thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Did, he, did he have a name for that, too, or it was, was it also unnamed? <laughs> unnamed. <laughs> All right. That's your two right. cent history lesson. I want to thank the Greenhouse in Walled Lake, another one of our sponsors here on Mike and John Got It Going On, your one stop shop for quality, safe, legal, and effective cannabis needs. That's right. And owner Jerry Millen, of course, uh, local, Heartland Township resident, and uh, he's been involved in Michigan's cannabis community for 15 years as a grower, caregiver, and an advocate. He's hoping to bring his services directly to Brighton and open up a center. And in fact, Jerry will be a guest on tomorrow's show. We'll be talking with Jerry. Uh, and uh, Wednesday, we know there's a big meeting in Brighton to talk about opting into recreational marijuana. And uh, so we'll, uh, you know, Jerry is kind of a laid back guy. He doesn't normally yeah. give his opinion. Uh, we'll, try and, we'll try and draw him out as best we can and see what he really thinks. you got to dig deep into you, the roots of this. You do. It's a little, he's a very shy guy. He's yeah. a, you know, he's just, I don't think we've ever described him as that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be talking to him tomorrow, of course. And if you've never been to the greenhouse, again, it's Walt Blake and Pontiac Trail. You can stop in, talk to one of their bud tenders. Uh, you know, If you have sleep issues, they can help you with uh, sleep gummies, a wide variety of flavors. Anxiety. And Some people suffer from anxiety no. issues. John gets a little anxious sometimes. Not anymore. <laughs> not, not that not, I have a, not, not not that that I have a master's degree now. Yep. <laughs> Call 833-644-7336 or go to greenhousemi.com. Right. So thanks to those folks. All right. It was your turn to plan for the after show. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Are we, though? I think so. Why was it my, I think my turn was on Friday. We're going to talk about grad parties. Oh, okay. Because grad parties are coming up this season. That's true. Where's my party? We just went to Aubrey's. Hmm. I mean, it was fine. Did, is Aubrey sponsoring the show now? No. Did you get, get coupons? No. No? No. I even had to pay. <laughs> grad party. He had to pay for his own grad party. That's how things get when you get older, folks, and yeah. you graduate at the age of 56. I had the Fatouche salad. <laughs> Fatouche. Yeah. That's fun to say. Yeah. I'm All like, right. You know, when you think about it, it's kind of lame. That was my grad party. I went to Aubrey's. Hey, at least you so. didn't go to the Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tonight. This is a step above. Gonna hit the buffet. <laughs> Maybe the Golden Corral. Oh, yeah. Really big out. <laughs> there you go. Admit it. You can giggle by yourself or with a friend. Close friends. Make friends while giggling. <laughs> <laughs>